Okay, so we go on to the online portal review segment quickly before we um, go on to the phone lines to speak to our first guest. Um, so on the on so on the online portal review segment, on the online portal review segment, as always, we start with Ghana Web, and on Ghana Web. And on Ghana Web, we have a lot of packages, or there are a lot of packages. So you can click or you can dial, sorry, you can click on, um, or you can search ghanaweb.com to read um, some of the news items over there. And on Ghana Web, we have... Um, we have IMF not raising for Ghana's inability to sustain economic growth. This is coming from Professor Buckman. And then we also have government secures 24.9 million US dollars loan for agric mechanization plants. 24.9 million US dollars for agric mechanization plant. And then with the city's performance against the US dollar, the currency is selling for eight cities, 15 pesos as of today, June 15. And then 260 Ameri plants to be transferred to Kumase six months after EPC contract. This is coming from the Deputy Energy Minister Andrew Ejapa Mesa. And then still on Ghana web, we have there are two fools in the world. A senseless king and his ministers who urge him on. This is coming from a Sidun Ketia. We don't know who is at he's attacking at the moment. And then we also have another terrorist attack in Togo, close to Ghana's border in northeast region. Another terrorist attack in Togo, close to Ghana's border in northeast region. And then and then we also have speaker's directive to finance minister due to past history. Okay. The speaker has summoned uh, the finance minister, the Honorable Ken Ufuriata, to appear before parliament to answer some questions with regard to the COVID-19 fund. And I'm sure the minister is dragging his feet. And about the national cathedral, we have churches must bear financial cost of construction. This is coming from right reverend or very reverend Dr. Opuni Frempong. And he's proposing that churches must bear financial cost of construction and then also opening from pong as a former general secretary of the Christian Council of Ghana, Reverend Dr. Opuni from Point. And we also have elections, sorry, NPP elections. 51 out of 52 submit forms to contest for various national executive positions. This is coming from Evans Nimakon, who is the director of elections of the New Patriotic Party. And then we also have flats. The assemblies must wake up. Enough is enough. This is coming from Collins Amankwa. The assemblies must wake up. Enough is enough. And then we also have um ndc mp for jamara confirms she holds ivorian citizenship there's a report anyway and then we also have uh, u.s ambassador virginia palmer presents credentials to president Kufuado. so if we could recall about a few few months ago the former ambassador of the united states of america to ghana her excellency stephanie s sullivan um finished or completed his duty as an ambassador of the united states to ghana and so she left and the replacement as um virginia palmer she has presented her credentials to pres to president ekufuado and then we also have sir john was my good friend but i didn't know about all his properties 
Um, this is coming from Esiedu Nketia, and it's 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 no news. It's no news. It's no news um, that Sir John. Everybody knows that Sir John was a Esiedu Nketia's good friend, but he's saying that he didn't know about all his properties. And then this is coming from Hoops and Adoy to Special Prosecutor. It's Sir John's well, your business. If you don't take care, we will come after you. So this is coming from Hoops and Adoy to special prosecutor um the special prosecutor of the republic of ghana the special prosecutor of the republic of ghana so like i said earlier we will be talking about the flooding 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 and just yesterday or about two days ago on wednesday about 30 minutes of rain in accra and parts of some of the streets in front and beside the national theater in accra got flooded wow this is ghana for you and i'm amazed who are we to blame who are we to blame are we to blame the citizenry or those in authority we want this we want that but the attitudinal change that will enable us to be able to make a val- to bring value to these demands that is always left out up till today whilst as the Ujong, uh, river is being drenched there are still people at home who, when the rains come think that the easiest way to deal with death in their houses is to throw it out into the gutter center those things have to come to a stop we all have to speak to each other in Ghana to bring those things to a stop. Because if we don't, no matter the investment that we make, at the end of the day, we'll be back to square one. And I'm not prepared to spend your money in that way again. And so that was the voice of the President of the Republic, His Excellency Nana Adodankwa Ekufuado, when he met the Ghanaian community in Canada about um, a few weeks ago, two, three weeks ago. And so still on the perennial flooding, um, we don't know who are we to blame. Very soon we'll go onto the phone lines to speak to our guest, um, Mr. Gracious Dundari. I don't know if the name is mentioned properly. He would forgive me for that. But we'll listen to the President again before we go onto the phone lines. We want this, we want that. But the attitudinal change that would enable us to be able to make a val- to bring value to these demands, that is always left out. Up till today. Still people at home who when the rains come think that the easiest way to deal with death in their houses is to throw it out into the gutter center. Those things have to come to a stop. We all have to speak to each other in Ghana to bring those things to a stop. Because if we don't, no matter the investment that we make, at the end of the day, we'll be back to square one. And I'm not prepared to spend your money in that way again. Yeah, and so that was the voice of the President, His Excellency Nana Adodankwa Ekufuado. Nana Adodankwa Ekufuado. So we go on to the phone lines to speak to our first guest to also give us his take on the topics for today we start with the perennial flooding since the rainy season is not over now hello sir good evening you welcome to me my ghana on plus radio kumasi yes hello can you hear me yes we can yes good evening i could hardly hear you okay so good evening you welcome to me my ghana here on plus radio kumasi thank you very much thank you very much all right um, thanks for the opportunity Okay, you most welcome. So we're looking into the flooding. We shall also um, 
uh, also look into the building of the National Cathedral and then also the city depreciation and what have you and um, blah, 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 blah. So we start with the um, perennial flooding, um, your opening remarks, but you mentioned your name. I don't know if I got it right. Then we talk about that. Hello. Yeah, hello. Yes. I um I think I'm not really getting what you're Okay, I'm saying talk- that you're talking about flooding. The, yes, the perennial flooding in Accra. Especially yes. in Accra or in Ghana, if we could say. Yes. And then we are saying that the question we are asking today is that who are we to blame? Whom are we to blame? I beg your pardon. And so um your opening remarks to this question and then we carry it on from there. Yes, as you you did rightly put it, I think it's a perennial issue. Every year we come to talk about the same thing, and it seems we are unable to find a permanent or a lasting solution to the problem. So year in, year out, the same problem, the same areas, the same results, yet we are doing nothing about it. Maybe, or maybe we are not doing much. So I think um, I was hoping that this year, based on past experiences, government or stakeholders could put in some measures, at least to keep the situation, so it doesn't remain perennial, as, as as you put it. But as to who is to blame, I think we are all to blame. You see, there are a lot of factors that are causing that. I hope I don't talk too much. So, for instance, sometimes you check the topography. Most of the people that get affected stay at areas in the first place that they should not have, you know, gone to build. For example, you see a valley, people go to erect buildings there and they stop it, and they hope that when the rains begin, they will survive. It's really a problem. That's one. Sometimes our lifestyle, sometimes after gathering rubbish, we just fill it with the, like, we fill the gutter stuff. And water as it is, is fluid. You can't contain it. Once it rains, water must find its way. And so the least gap it gets, it passes through those spaces. And I think those are some of the things that cause the, the flood every year. Okay, so um, those are the things that um, causes the uh, cause the flood every year. Now, me, my concern is that every year, successive governments will allocate huge amounts of money to 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 some extent fight this flood or something. And about three weeks ago, the president was was heard saying that he is not ready to give out taxpayers' money to. Um, kind of drill those um, um, gutters and dissolve to those gutters and what have you. And so the citizenry has a role to play. I don't know whether you are in support of what the president said. Of course. You see, as a leader of a country, when your people have a challenge, it is your duty to step in to assist. Unfortunately, the major problem is that we are unwilling to learn lessons from previous experiences. So every year, government is forced to commit resources into solving the same problem, you see. So, of course, the government, you know, has no choice but to help. The problem is, let's look at the engineering of maybe our roads or the town and cities. Sometimes the way we even plan or build is a challenge in, it, in, in, in itself, you know. Or you construct a gutter that is so narrow to contain water. I think there should be a proper sewage or drainage system, especially around areas that we have these problems, the problem of flooding every year. If they were to really look at how it is, maybe drain or, you know, uh, construct gutters that can channel this water into 
the various water bodies. It could even generate, you know, more of the electricity that we should go to, to maintain for us. But of course, government has no choice but to help or to always commit resources into that. And as I said, it's also a problem of an attitude. If we could uh, maintain, or at least if we could uh, be, uh, be a bit decorous or a bit careful with how we manage our waste that is generated domestically, it could help. Instead of choking the gutters, when you choke the gutters and it rains, their water, as I said, must flow. And so it spills over into people's homes. That is the other thing. So um, as for the resources, they don't have a choice. They will have to help. But I think that as a country, it's time that we thought of, you know, let's ask ourselves what really causes these problems and how can we help ourselves? Instead of always depending on government to come and assist us or commit more resources into solving these problems. Okay, so when it happens like that, um, fine, we understand the citizenry has a role to play. And then you, you earlier said that if people go for um, land, uh, lands to uh, put up their buildings and what have you, which people do sell the lands to, um, to them? It's those who know in authority. They do that. And then later, it's the trouble comes. Now we voted you people into power to solve problems the problems are coming you did one two three four and now it's a perennial something it's not season there is another problem and you are telling us that you cannot use a tax you cannot hello yeah you are saying that i i was asking that you are the president of the republic no matter what happens in the country it is no matter what happens hear me yeah, we can. So we are saying that no matter what happens, it is the duty of the president to accept and take ultimate responsibility. He should be ultimately responsible for whatever that happens in Ghana. And then because you've been voted into power, problems have come or problems are coming one after the other. And then you are saying that you are not ready to use taxpayers' money for this. So what if you don't do that and after a year or two or after one or two rains, we end up in a mess? Um, Madiba, we have been in this country for quite some time. Yeah. When you watch the news, you realize that sometimes others are given to push down Plus buildings radio. that are Plus in waterways or yeah. that uh, have the tendency to cause flooding or other natural disasters. When they go to push down these buildings, the level of cries and shouts that we hear you, you, you didn't empathize with them. But the fact is that you on. If government decides that they will not uh, commit resources into that, then more public education, more public sensitization has to go into it. People have to acknowledge that this is a piece of land, but I cannot build on it because once I build on it and it rains, it will affect not me, but the state or my neighbors. And so that is just it. It's as simple as that. And then it's also, this sensitization also comes down to the National Commission on Civic Education, the NCC. What do they also do? And then it is whose responsibility to see to it that the NCC are also functioning properly. Yes, of course. When there is when there is flooding, it's not only the people who have caused the flood or who have influenced the flood that are punished. Every other person is punished. Okay. So the first thing is when you have 
structures on lands that are not supposed to be there. People have to be willing to pull them down. It's as simple as that. That's okay. one. In the first place, the authorities should not even allow us to put up buildings or structures at places that pose a risk of religious flood within settlements. It should not be allowed. You see, water is strange. It can flow up land, unless in some special cases. But when you go to a place and you see there's a valley, you should try as much not to settle there. Once you go and get your gravel or sand or whatever and hit it there and put up a structure, and it will, it will affect not just you but every other person. Okay. All right, so I think uh, uh, with the perennial flooding, the talking can continue. Um, uh, so about the building of the National Cathedral, the question we're also asking is, is it a misplaced priority? <laughs> That's an interesting question, Matilda. Yeah. Uh, yes. So, you see, since I'm talking about this National Cathedral, I mean, I'm, I'm even a bit worried about what is happening to Ghanaians. Matilda, you go, go to our various schools, the basic schools, Students are struggling. There is no infrastructure for students. You go to a school, especially in my village, most of the students sit on the floor, their floor. Some are under dilapidated structures that the least wind can collapse. You know, some years ago, uh, really? classroom, you're saying that even at this current age, 2022 AD, some of your students sit on bare floor. On bare floor. On bare floor. I'm telling you. And some sit in the open, and some sit under trees, and some wow. sit under structures that are really, really very dangerous. With at least when it could collapse, and you know, we can have another disaster. Which which so, uh, which village is that? Oh, that is. I'm speaking to you from the Upper West Region, and so if you go to the Nandong District area, and most of the villages, it's wow. a very common. It's a very common practice. So okay. why spend hundred million dollars? I hear I quote around three hundred fifty million dollars. And sometimes changing it now, those who are in charge of the project don't even know how much to quantify. Why is put so much money into this project when you could have channeled this money in building, for example, one district, one clinic, or one hospital where we can take care of our, our pregnant women? But the government is, um, is, is having this agenda 111. What about that? The government, I didn't quite get you. I'm saying that, you know, two years ago, during one of the president's addresses on COVID-19, he was saying that um, we are going to have Agenda 111. So that's well, some way, somehow, is sorted out. Um, yeah, I'm saying oh. the Agenda 111. Yes, Agenda 111. Mm -hmm. So some way, somehow, yes. it's sorted out. Yes, you see, you see, you see I'm, I'm as, I'm as credit the government especially the party, this particular party in, in government for that. They have very brilliant ideas, very good ideas. Look at one village, one done, or one factory, one village, uh, one district, one factory. Agenda 111, an excellent idea. Instead of channeling so much money into building a cathedral, why not put these monies into something, into a, a better use, where it benefits the majority of the people? You understand? I think almost every church in Ghana has its own cathedral or a place of worship. Besides, if we check of what economic benefit is a cathedral to the people of Ghana, I mean to the people of Ghana. The finance minister said that it's an investment that will pay off in the coming years. No, 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 no. Respectfully, I don't believe that what the finance minister said is really something that we can go by. Check. Our neighbors, the Cote d'Ivoire, they have one of the most beautiful, biggest, they have the biggest basilica in the whole of Africa. 
of what use is a basilica to them? They just came out from a civil war. So it is not that, you know, all your specific project, you have to ask yourself, of what economic benefit is it? How many people are going to travel from France or America or Europe or even La Côte d'Ivoire to Ghana to come and look at a basilic, I mean, to come and look at a cathedral? How many people? That cathedral project is just going to lie down there. But if we were to use this money in, you know, sponsoring our free SHS or building more classrooms or putting more clinics, more hospitals, providing free healthcare, it will really help. So the point is that it is a total misplaced priority. Wow. And, and no doubt about that. The former General Secretary of the Christian Council of Ghana, Reverend yeah. Dr. Opuni Frempong, is suggesting that churches must bear financial cost of construction. What do you see about this? The, the churches? Mm-hmm. I think that was the... I think that is something that um, uh, it, it's a call that should have come long, long ago. You know, when the cathedral issue started, the president said it was a private thing. It was more or less a, an act of gratitude to God for helping him win. Yeah. Mariba, I assure you, if the president today decides that he wants to build the cathedral with his own resources, the kind of help that he'll get from even people who are not in support of the cathedral building, would be overwhelming. People would be willing to donate and help. I'm shrouded in a way. We are not even sure whether now it's a government project or it's still a personal project. And I think that if government decides to do that, or if the Christian Council decides that churches should bear the cost of the cathedral project, I think that would be an excellent idea. Indeed, most Ghanaians are getting infuriated or by the fact that we are beginning to use a bit of state resources into funding and I think that it's not very fair. Most people are not very happy. And as I said, instead of funding this project, that is going to give us no economic benefit. Why not face the reality? Why not invest in our industries that are dying? Why not invest in the factory? Why not invest in education? That is actually something that will give us you know, a return. That is feasible. That we can all say, yes, we are Ghanaians, and this is what we have been able to put up together. I assure you, Nobody is going to travel from anywhere to come and look at the cathedral. Nobody is going to do that. So, of what economic benefit is it? In any case, how many times do all Christians in Ghana congregate to have a common program? It hardly happens. So, every church wants that program. They go into their church and they do their thing. Maybe the National Cathedral is good. But, which groups are going to use it? For what purpose? Ghanaians are not really interested in the cathedral right now. Because the cathedral cannot solve our problems. God has given us knowledge and wisdom and God wants us to use that knowledge to help ourselves economically not to build a cathedral that may not give us any return so uh, maybe your final words is there hope that um, Ghana will, will fare well someday um, I, I, I believe I didn't really hear I'm, what saying, I'm saying that is do we uh, are we to have hope should we have hope that there the, the, the would be positive turnout, turnout or turnarounds? Uh, uh, hope, should we have hope that there will be a possible turnaround? Yes. Mean, Looking at how that, things uh, are going, talking of the... You mean, you mean with the cathedral? With the cathedral, with the flooding issues, um, everything going on in Ghana. Yes, I think the only thing that sustains humanity is hope. We should have hope that uh, day in day out, things may get better. Yes, but... Things will get better starting from the individual level. 
you know. So, for example, you are employed by government. How seriously do you take your work? You are employed by a private entity. How seriously do you take your work? How well do you contribute to Madagascar development? It starts from there. That's why the president said that we must all try to to be spectators. But once you and I decide that we are working for God and country, I think things things will get better. Things will get better, and I think the government should become a little more clear on the cathedral project. As for the flooding issue, I believe that we must not sympathize and empathize with those who go on waterways and they pull those tankers down. We shouldn't come out and condemn the authorities when they have to take such drastic measures. Because when they pull down one building, enable the water flow or pass through where it must pass through, it saves a thousand people all the stress. It saves governments, you know, from committing more resources into solving the same problem that we create consciously and unconsciously every year. And so I think that is that is just what I see. But of course, there is always hope. Let us hope and pray, and of course, work hard and be more committed to our various individual duties that are assigned to us. And I think Ghana will get better. All right. So, um, Mr. Gracious Dunderi, thank you very much for your time this evening on Plus Radio. Sure. Thank you very much for having me. That All was right. a pleasure. Okay. Enjoy your evening. Too. Okay. So, just gone by is Mr. Gracious Dunderi. Yeah, new new do for this what you have been waiting for. We your friend the trap was I'm a disco. Real niggas in the trap, but mutinko. No y'all fake ass niggas move to Tonko. Ha <laughs> This that second sermon brought to you by Red Blacko. Real trenches, baby, straight out of Konoguzongo. Tap in with the god body fleeko. Make it all forget the Wallahi shake by baby though. Yeah, y'all know I only fuck with that real shit. ANTS, I'm a corny ass rapper. They bro, show ass rappers. Huh. Let's go, Niggas see that trap and prep, let's talking. I swear to God. Transaction in the city, I'm a SA. I'm a TF block. No, so TF pulling up on the park. Yeah, they kill our boys, bad 12. Your friend is tired of front. If you're not even gonna see what I fuck. Auntie Marie, him said this be the life I live for here. Things I see with my eyes, I make catch on my brain. One night, she goes stress. So I keep it up to myself. But we are not so mommy gangster, yeah. Me, I'm a choice, I am fair. Okay, so that was the um, uh, one alum, one of the alumni of the University of Cape Coast Department of French at the um, yeah, so he had a conversation with us. He's also a, um, a social activist, I should say, and uh, all the way in Nandom and the Upper West region. And so we shall go onto the phone lines once again in a bit to speak to our second guest. To speak to our second guest. Um, with that. But before then, I think we have to do a bit of Madiba segments. Then we go on to the phone lines to speak to the second guest.
Okay, so we come your way again with the Madiba segment. It's been off for about two or three weeks now. And now we once again, and as always, pray the presidents of the republic, the ministers of state, members of parliament, those in authority, MDCs, and everybody who is in power. Um, these issues of flooding or these issues of flooding is a canker. It's, it's becoming more or less a, a second pandemic. We beg you, we beg of you that you have to be ready for the challenge. I'm sure you anticipated all of these things. You are investing a lot. You are investing a lot, a lot, huge sums of CDs um, on this issue. But we are begging of you. It's not only about the money. What is the National Commission on Civic Education doing? What is the district assemblies, the metropolitan assemblies, the municipal assemblies, and then the regional um, ministries also doing? This is more than talking. This is more than talking. It is. It, it goes beyond talking and goes beyond making rhetorics or giving out rhetorics. Because at the end of it all, somebody will tell me that okay, we see floods in Germany and other parts of the world, but. In the heart of Ghana, in the heart of Accra, and we are seeing all these things. What could probably be the cause? We understand. Rain, rain is a natural phenomenon. It occurs naturally. But things must be done and things must be done well. I mean, I'm not surprised that one day we will wake up. I'm not calling for doom anyway. But one day we will, we will wake up and we will hear that Jubilee House is flooded. What are we going to do? how are we going to see to it that everything is normal and do we have to wait are we waiting for souls to be lost lives to be lost properties to be lost the authorities the national uh, national disaster management organization nadmo and whoever that is in charge you have a duty you have a responsibility yes if people are not doing their things well if people are not behaving well you should call them to order they have to face the full rigors of the law those who build in waterways those who build everywhere and those who build without permit and it's not only the citizenry those who are in charge giving out or issuing out permits also have a whole lot of things to do they go and when they get they go and when they get their money it becomes something else they forget that the ultimate aim is to is to curb these menace curb these cankers and so so that ghana will have its way we entreat those in authority the presidents the ministers of state and everybody to be mindful and to be to, to be to be ready for what it's, it's at stake it's it's not going to stop raining now and even if we get into the dry season definitely in 2023 it's going to rain so what are we doing are we waiting for another june 3 disaster or what so please those in authority we are begging of you help us so that we help ourselves as a country the future of this country lies in your hands and lies in our hands like the first caller said the only thing that sustains humanity is hope so we are hoping against hope that everything will be good for us this is mama in ghana and this is the end of the madiba segment
I love to take you on a flight. See, I don't want to take. What to ride a breath here? The fear in a time. Marijuana, baby. Okay, so we go onto the phone lines um, once again to speak to our guest. Um, he's a long-time friend, a confidant, and it's been about nine years or so at the Alliance Francaise in Accra, 37 to be precise. So, Stephen Arthur Tamaklu, good evening. You're welcome to Mama in Ghana here on Plash Radio, Kumasi. Okay, um, good evening to all your listeners. Thank you very much for having me on your discussion this evening, Madiba. I really appreciate it. Um, it's been a long while since we spoke, and then I was quite surprised you hit me up just yesterday. Okay, so um, once again, I'm Stephen Tamaklo from Ebri in the eastern region of Ghana, and uh, I'm a translator by profession. Thank you. So you translate from French into English or French to Spanish? Tran- French into English, oh, okay. mostly. But, well, but I did a little bit of Arabic there, but um, I don't think I'm really putting that into use right now. <laughs> All right. So, Mr. Sefadenyo is asking me to extend his regards to you. Monsieur Come Adenio, again. Monsieur Francis, all those in Alliance Francis, they say hi. Come again, please. I'm saying that um, Alliance Francis Accra says hi to you. Oh, yes, 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 yes. Um, it's, it's been a while since I've even been there. I heard the place has really been renovated. Um, my regards to all of them. All right. So straight up into our conversation, perennial flooding. Um, how do we go about it? Whom are we to blame? Yes. <laughs> you know, Madiba, um, this question always raises concern uh, for our motherland, Ghana. Fortunately for me, I live high on the mountains, so um, I haven't really experienced, you know, uh, flooding. But um, I grew with the residents of, the, of these flood-prone areas in Accra. Okay, so uh, personally, you know, sometimes I, I, I shudder to think if Parliament is helpless as to what measures, okay, is to be taken in order to help mitigate flooding in Ghana. Because now, flooding seems like a natural disaster that cannot be kept. So, uh, how do we relax as a resourceful nation that we are for an overflow of water to submerge? No, no. Continually submerge is how I should put it. The land we live on. Taking away countless lives and properties. In most cases, residents of these flood-prone areas have to be displaced due to their loss of property. You see, even in ancient times, God made Noah build a vessel that contained precious lives from a dragon-level flood. Oh, sorry. I just said dragon-level. This is what happens when you overdose on Japanese animes. (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) Sorry. So, from a world-threatening flood. Plus video. How much more a well-developed and respectable country like ours? I think since... Kwame Nkrumah built or uh, uh, organized that drainage system. I don't think any renovation has been done. And I don't think additional drainages has been built as well. So now Accra is choked and it never goes away in the following year. You know? Yeah. Yes. 
despite all the attempts and then you know the speeches that are supposed to be veered towards mitigating floods from occurring you know I, we don't we don't see the long and short of it we don't see where it's ending us hmm. can you believe even after the june 3rd disaster you mm -hmm. know a disaster of that magnitude the floods every year are still unstoppable so right now the question as you asked who is to blame really yeah yes who is to blame and then this question i feel uh, and i would say it cuts across to every citizen in the helm of affairs every layman every other ordinary citizens in ghana to put hands on deck and collectively combat the issue that has long been a cause for concern you know it's time to take action on this long overdue reform because right now as we speak we cannot blame it on government for lack of commitment really of course as can be seen over the years there hasn't been an enough enthusiasm to resolving the issues of colonial flights in ghana neither can we also blame it so much on the development and management uh, and disaster management institutions that we have in ghana so what what do we do we, then we, we we know that all these are contributing factors to you know uh, 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 to these floods but then we cannot blame anybody but rather we all have to come together and then work as a country in order to curb these this natural disaster that is that is causing uh, the lives of many wow i i i i hope we are getting somewhere yeah yeah yes so i i think that is my take on it really so um, i don't have anyone to blame mm -hmm. yes okay well the, the president about three weeks ago in canada was saying that um the citizenry must change um his or her attitude or citizens must change their attitude because it exactly. cannot be that you throw rubbish into gutters or into the rain rain waters and rainways when mm -hmm. it rains heavily and you exactly. expect that the government or the president commits huge tax years money um to curb mm -hmm. these things if we haven't changed our attitude exactly so you i'm sure you side with the president uh, well, I side with the president when he says that, you know, when we, when, when we throw, when these plastic rubbers are, you know, are flying all over the country, these are, this is also a factor that causes floods because then it chokes the drainage systems. You understand? So it's also our attitude, our indiscipline and our stubbornness that causes it. But not, we, we, we cannot blame everything on the citizens. It's also the government, the government has to also take action on it. Because if the government is not taking action to make sure that these things are regulated, you know, how, how do you blame, always blame the, the, the individuals or the citizens for, you know, gross misconduct or gross indiscipline? But um, yes. the, the, this question, um, maybe it will be quite harsh to ask this question. Is it about time people faced the law on this issue? Is it about time people, people face the law on this issue? Throwing rubbish, if you are caught throwing rubbish into the gutters when it rains, and then if you are caught building um, or putting up structures in 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 uh, places where um, the rain passes or the rainwater passes, the floods and what have you, is it about time yes. that we face the people face the rigors of the law? 
yes, I, 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 I don't know if there is actually a law regulating people to be cautious of, you know, the things that they throw around. And then if there is, I don't think it's function. It's functioning. You understand? Because if really it's functioning, I, I don't think we'll, 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 be, we'll get where we are now. This, wow. this perilous time, I don't think we'll be at where we are now. Okay. So about the National yes. Cathedral, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, how do you see it? Is it a misplaced priority? Yes, I, I think, you know, with the, um, how do we call it? Um, the perennial flooding and mm-hmm. then the National Cathedral. It's, some, it's somewhat related, you know. Okay. So it <laughs> because, is intertwined. Um, yes, because I wouldn't go as far as saying it is a misplaced priority on air. Okay. Okay, because as long as Ghana is a Christian-dominated country, mm-hmm. there is certainly the need for a national cathedral, true or false? You're asking me? I, I am saying, as far as Ghana is a Christian-dominated country, okay. there is the need for a national cathedral. Okay. Yes, but not when priority has not yet been given to the to, to saving countless lives and alleviating property, uh, sorry, poverty. poverty from its core. Then we are misplacing uh, that priority. Exactly. Mm-hmm. But I wouldn't say that. <laughs> <laughs> I hope you get me. Yeah. Yes, because, you know, the, the house of God is something very powerful. Okay. Yes. The house of God is what we all need in order, religiously, I mean, you know, for us to, to be reformed at heart. I am saying that not when, it, it, it cannot come at this perilous time when people are grasping for their lives, you understand, in order to live. People are living in poverty. I think the main aim of a Christian is to actually help those people who I need, right? Yeah. Exactly. So when there is a fund, you know, that, that you know, we have, that can be pushed into solving these, you know, very essential issues that we have in Ghana, then why, why, why should a, a, a national cathedral come now? Why well, shouldn't it be later it when we are done solving all the others? It is coming now because the mm-hmm. president, prior to the 2016 elections, made his own pledge or promise, I should say, to the Almighty God that um, should God grant him victory in the elections, he's going to put up a cathedral for him. Okay. Because yes. of what God has done for him by granting him the victory in the general elections of 2016. And then fast forward <laughs> six years on, he's, mm-hmm. he, I'm sure he's saying that he's, he's building it and, and it's not a taxpayer's money or it's not a tax, the taxpayer who is building yes. it. It's, it's donor, uh, people are donating man, I mean, sums of money for um this cathedral but about three weeks ago we heard that money is about 25 million dollars i stand to be corrected too has been transferred to the national cathedral trust fund wow yes <laughs> so it ends it, it, up um, um um raising eyebrows and um generating yes, um, exactly. suspicions and what have you so exactly. if is the president who is doing it well, let the citizenry know that it's the president. If it is not the president and the state that is doing it, let us know. I'm sure that is the concerns of Ghanaians. Yes. Wow. Uh, yes, that is very true, what you are saying. You know, um, about his uh, personal pledge that he made to Ghanaians. So 
I don't know how a personal pledge has now become something that every citizen is involved in tax-wise. Yeah. Yes. So okay. if it's a personal pledge, we, we, we all would think that, you know, it is something that he has pledged to God that he's going to build, I think, probably with, with his own means. Okay. But I don't know how now it comes to, you know, we as citizens being roped into the National Cathedral. Because, you know, I mean, Ghana is filled with dozens of churches. Yes. Sure. Yeah. We have so many churches in Ghana. Sure. So I think if something something as, as, as beautiful as a National Cathedral should come, it should come at a later time, not now, now that we are all striving to put ourselves together. Okay, but yes. how later? Because well, he has um, from now till twenty twenty five, January seven, to leave office. So does it mean that he constructs that after leaving office? Uh, please come again. I can't hear you. Yeah, you're, I'm you're saying that. Away. I'm saying that the president has now up till June twenty. Sorry, July, January twenty twenty five, January seven, twenty twenty five, to leave office. So he constructs that after leaving office because you are saying that it should have come later. Yes. Yes, so I, I, I was saying, okay, that um, I mean, there is a need for a national cathedral in one way or the other. Okay. But not now. Okay. So okay. a different person I, I could hope have... You a different person could have constructed it. Well, if he wants to construct it, because based on what he said, he said it's a personal pledge. Yeah. Yes, so then I don't know how come we are now all roped into it. Okay. All right. So, because as you are saying, you know, you mm -hmm. know that the, 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 the citizens are also, you know, uh, paying taxes and all other in, uh, incentives for, for for the national cathedral. Okay. All right. So your final words on this, and I asked my earlier guest that is there hope as a country looking at the circumstances and, and challenges that we are facing. Mm -hmm. Is there hope as a country looking at the these series and tens of events of happenings? Um, this question. Finally, if finally. I, I would say right now that there is hope, mm -hmm. then I don't I don't know where my priorities lie. Wow. Because as of now, we cannot see any evident effort that is being put in place to solve these issues. If there is, I would say there is hope. So it's just left for us to show those measures so that then we can say that there is hope for Ghana. Okay. All right. So, um, Stephen, Arthur, yes. Tamaklu, thank you very yes. much for your time on Mema in Ghana on Plus Radio Thank you Kumasi. very much to uh, Madiba. I appreciate you for having me on your discussion this evening. All right. Merci beaucoup. Thank you so much to Plus Radio as well. All right, thank you. You're most welcome. So, just gone by is Mr. Stephen Arthur Tamaklu. We want this, we want that. But the attitudinal change that will enable us to be able to make a to bring value to these demands, that is always left out up till today. Plus, radio. Plus, Once radio. as the Dog uh, River is being dredged, there are still people at home who, when the rains come, think that the easiest way to deal with death in their houses is to throw it out into the gutter center. Those things have to come to a stop. We all have to speak to each other in Ghana. 
to bring those things to a stop. Because if we don't, no matter the investment that we made, at the end of the day, we'll be back to square one. And I'm not prepared to spend your money in Plus that way again. Plus radio. I got to go. Minewa, a The producers are on my neck. Kumo, Coming up is Story Night with Respa. The messages are in. Thank you for joining us by ear, voice, and text. Solomon Ofori, thank you very much. Docas, um, listening to us from far away in the United Kingdom. Thank you very much. And so Sunday is Father's Day. June 19, 2022. So happy Father's Day in advance to my one and only. My Konkonsa partner. The backbone. The ebullient. The workaholic. A proud one indeed. You call me Wujaf, I call you Wujaf. You have so many names. Thank you very much for being a good father. Your name is so weird. One of the cities in Morocco. Casablanca, Kweku Danso. Happy, happy Father's Day to you. We pray for long life and strength for you. May generations of old and generations of new be kind with you.
and then to mr charles quartin who's also a father um of mantrak ghana limited owners and producers of caterpillar i should say bulldozers and excavators located at the kwame Nkrumah circle in accra thank you very much daddy god bless and i cannot do this without these wishes or this particular wish so it's been about two years and it's been a good feeling all weather all smiles every day yeah so aja to go before him yeah, VB 2020 year group members will know her. She's a good confidant. Belated birthday wish to you. So belated birthday wish to you, Mr. Sigambra. Producer Extraordinaire. So once again, happy birthday. It took us by surprise, but... The only thing that sustains humanity is hope. Coming up a story night with Respa. I was supported by Mr. Sigambra and Mr. Benjamin Sapon. And my name is Emmanuel Kweku from Pong Manson, affectionately called Madiba. God bless Good evening. Radio. 